When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in and deep dive into our subject today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, sponsors, plural. Uh, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It, it, the customer service is, I, I can tell you a story of like, oh, geez, maybe it was two or three years ago where I couldn't get, I, it was, and it was an older machine. It wasn't one of the newer machines, but I couldn't get it. And they, they literally sat on the phone with me for almost an hour um, trying to problem solve. Eventually we got it. Eventually we needed to get a couple of pieces kind of sent, but um, their customer service. And that, that, that for, at that point on, they had a customer for life. So go mention Coach Unplugged or, or Coach Collins or any of us, and they'll give you $400 off. For you, I said it right, $400 off your next purchase. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better um, if you're looking to become a better basketball coach you're looking to expand if you're looking for a mentor if you're looking for resources teachhoops.com is the answer it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches it's better than netflix because it comes with me <laughs> it comes with one-on-one -on -one calls it comes with um, resources and things to make you a better basketball coach. It has everything that you're going to need in one spot. It has the roadmap set up for you. So, you know, to kind of, kind of go tackle other things that you need in order to solve um, your basketball questions. So go over and check it out. It also helps us pay the bills. So go over and check that out. Also, I, and I said this, um, I, I said this on a, on a couple other podcasts. We'd love if you go over and check out our other podcasts, high school hoops, uh, the five minute basketball coaching podcast, the funnel down defense podcast, go over and check those out. I think you'll love those. Um, we love sharing with the world and leave a five-star review. Let's head off to the podcast. High school basketball players in the country. Are you kidding me? They first of all, they can't pass it in there half the time to the guard that's posting up. What are you talking about? Like, like, and ha and half the time they'll take a bet, whatever. I think that's a, I think it's a perfect, easy thing to to implement for young coaches, and it will cause problems. It really will cause yeah. problems. Um, 
Yeah. Lots of problems. I agree. And do you, so you can tell you're an old, you're an old dog like me. You don't even have any um, courts on here. You just know in your head what you're doing or is that the backside of this? Uh, sometimes <laughs> I will put like, I'll just copy and paste off a fast draw if I'm going to put yeah. stuff on there, but yeah. You know. So yeah, I don't have any courts on it. Um, so give me a breakdown of practice. Like if I came and I was a fly in your wall, what would I see for the two hours? Oh, uh, you probably – my guys would tell you you'd see about 80% defense and about 20% offense is what they would tell you. Um, but, you know, we – I mean, we'll usually – we usually start with some ball handling, passing, and catching stuff initially. Um, and then we, we'll jump right into – right into competition. Like, we're going to compete for the majority of it. We do it. We do do a lot of stuff, especially early on, like whole part whole, where we'll break down our motion stuff, or we'll break down our switches, and then we'll bring it back together as a group. And um, I mean, we still do. We'll still do breakdown stations. Um, we will. Too, we will. We think. We think. We knew. Do account. I see on the bottom you have accountability partners. Do you change those weekly? So we we've done it both ways. It kind of depends on our team. Um, Last year, we did not. We set them for the year. and We, we kind of decided we wanted to have a few. We wanted our guys to have a few really deep relationships instead, instead of like surface level relationships with everybody because they kind of knew each other. We had a lot of guys coming back from the previous year. The previous year, um, you know, we had rotated them some. Uh, but, yeah, our accountability partners are just kind of who they always check in with. If somebody's late for practice, which doesn't really happen with us, and like that's not really an issue, but you know, well, like their accountability partner gets in trouble with them because they were supposed to be keeping track of them and helping them get somewhere if somebody needs a ride or something like that. So, right. Right. Okay. Um, let's stop the share for a second. I have a couple more questions before we go into, I want to talk about your, your book and stuff too. Um, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Hmm. I would say, I would say communicating at the level that's necessary to be really, really good. And so then how do you teach it? Um, you just, I, I sometimes I don't do it very well, but I try to, what I try to do is just set the standard and hold the standard. I think that's the only way you teach anything is you just, you, you establish an expectation and then you don't waver from it. No, I, I agree. Is there, um, all right. So is there, I'm going to pivot away from that for a second. Is there a coaching moment or a, that would for a listener that they could learn from? I was like, it can be a failure. It can be a success. Um, is there one moment? Cause I think we all that have done this long enough have probably a handful of them, but is there a moment that we could kind of dive into that you think would be a good teachable moment for, for, for a coach listening to this? Um, I don't know. The first moment that comes to mind is like when I decided to go from just coaching for wins to coaching through values is like we we were pretty good at Graham one year. We were like 18 and two. We beat a team by 40 in the last game of the regular season. Then they beat us the second round. And I was like, "Woof, this it's got to be about something more than this, because it does. I, I, I well, going back to mentor coaches. And, and, and my brother said this to me, I think he goes, if you're only happy, if you win the last game of the season, Steve, you're not going to be very happy for the next 20 years. And, yeah. 
<laughs> and it's true because like in our state, right. there's five happy coaches. And boy, yeah. on the boys' side, there's five. They, they right. won their last game. Everyone else lost their last game. So it's yeah. like, and when he said that, it was like, that was like another aha. It's like, yeah, okay. You feel really happy when you do win that last one, but I get it. Um, there's uh, there's there's definitely something to be to be shown on that. Um, so okay, so I gotta ask. So how did how did the book come about, and how long did it take you to write it? <laughs> so I kind of had the idea of it for a while, of, you know, of like because it's really it's it's written as a fiction fictional book but it's really kind of my journey from the, how i started out viewing coaching to how i view it now um so it's i mean give, give the listeners saying, a spark note version give them a spark note version of it it's called surrender the outcome um by brooke cups so i mean i'll put a link down below so if you're if you're jogging if you're jogging mowing the lawn Run uh, in the car, whatever. People always listen to podcasts at different spots. I will, I'll put a link down below so you don't have to worry about it, but just give them a synopsis of what it is. Uh, it's basically a young basketball coach that um, is starts out coaching to try to appease and for his ego and try to win games and, you know, raise his status among other coaches, which I think is where a lot of us start out. At, I mean, I was definitely, I was deep into it. I just, all about comparison and if I won I was better than you if you won then you're better than me and I wouldn't sleep and to to kind of an awakening um where you know some stuff with his family where you know he wasn't being the father that he wanted to be um and then you know found went into some deep self-reflection with the help of some people close to him to kind of establish some core values that led to the behaviors that he you know tried to start coaching with and then um, you know, goes into, uh, you know, him coaching and leading with those values. And then at the end of the book is almost like a kind of like a self-help of how you can go through and find your values and your behaviors that, you know, could help you on that same path. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, it, okay. So here's the question. Is it an, is it an audio book too? It's, it's not yet. No, I've had a few people ask me, I have not created that yet. All right, you need to do that. First of all, I'm going to tell you why, because I was listening to an audible book today when I was listening. Here's why, because you and I, well, I'm we're both still trying to run program. It's a lot easier for me to do one, do two things at once. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. Like to sit down and read a book is a wonderful thing. And I will do that this summer. I've got a couple on my on my thing, but I got to sit down and read the book. Like I got to take time to but I can listen to the book and mow the lawn and, you know, clean the garage out right. and go to the grocery store, whatever. Um, so think about that. Cause it's, yeah, it, it would be an intriguing, it'd be fun to, to, to um, you could hire somebody to do it, but it'd be fun to actually do it yourself. Probably yeah, it'd be a yeah, chore. I bet. How many yeah. pages is it? Um, I don't know. It's how thick is it an inch? Is it half yeah, an it's inch? like I got I got one right here. It's right here. like all right, let's see how thick it is. I can probably guess. Well, that's not ooh, that'd be that would that would be a haul. It's pretty good. It's like a hundred two hundred pages. It's like oh yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a read, coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, give me give me the I've not I have not heard. Culture code I've heard and read. Great book. 
Give me the other book. Give me the other two, the, the, the five dysfunctions of a team and the inside out coaching. Tell me about those two books. So the five dysfunctions of a team is Pat Lencioni. It's written as a business fable. I'm kind of like, I mean, I, I use that book. I've used that book for probably 10 years with our team and I use it in my, one of my leadership classes, but it basically just takes, you know, it talks about, you know, lack of, um, I might forget them now. Like it's absence of trust, lack of commitment, um, lack of accountability. Um, then inattention to results is the last one, but it goes through the five dysfunctions. And I just, I personally think it is the best model for team development that I've seen. There's a lot of those leader, leadership authors that give you all these theories, but what I think, I think Pat does in that is he, he like lays it out and says like, okay, so like for us, like I'm very intentional early in our season of developing trust, like, cause that's the foundation of where everything else is. If you have trust, then you can hold guys accountable. Then you can, can have, do, do you think you can do see? I've always found that I can build a lot of the trust in the summer. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. I'm just wondering if you like, we all know probably 80% of our team that's coming back. We there's, there's right. 10%, 20% that who knows who depends on who puts the work in and blah, blah, blah. But we all probably know who our top seven are. So yeah. I, you know, it was one of the things I noticed with COVID is I lost that, I lost that. I, it took me yeah. to the post. I mean, we struggled until Christmas and then we won like nine out of our last 10 or 10 out of our last something. We were really good after because they didn't, they didn't know me. They didn't know who, yeah. who is this guy? Like, what are you doing now? They kind of know me and my dad, Joe, I mean, they just know who I am. So they trust me more. Um, yeah. I'm just for, for the younger coaches listening. I think you can build, I find there's not as much, I don't know what the word is. There's not as much authoritarian things from, I mean, it's like there's not an X, X plus Y equals Z kind of thing in the summer. It's like, we're playing summer ball and I get it. And the expectations are there, but it's different. It's like, they're, they're not playing in front of 2000 people. Like there's a different thing there that um, I don't want to say it's more lax because it's not more relaxed, but um, there's something Sacred. different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And usually, I mean, aside from your COVID year, like you're usually starting with a bank account, you know, with with a trust bank account already established to right. some level, most of your guys. And so you're building on that. Yeah, um, so, I love that. And yeah. now I love that idea. Like, yeah, you're right. And some of them, the bank is a bit more full than the other ones. Like, right. yeah, there's yeah. Um, <laughs> and, then, and when you and when I when you get when you get five or six of them and they're all the trust oh my god it's so much fun it's so much yeah fun. It it's the ones that are like texting me now like whatever um one of them's right. gonna be one of the one of them is uh just grad just graduated from UW and is probably I mean he'll be a top four or five round um NFL draft pick and he was good he was good he was good he wasn't a D1 basketball player which we had on that team but he was a good good football oh my god he'd run through because he trusted me like I helped him in math class he knew he's like he trusts me and he would have run through that wall for me like that he wanted to win more than anybody that's the but but I built that bank up over like I mean Jake, if you're listening, I got you through Algebra 3 or Pre-Calc <laughs> single-handedly. That's probably why the trust was there. Because one of my m- better movements was getting you through Pre-Calculus 
So I'm going to pat myself <laughs> on the back. If you're listening to this, Jake, I don't think you are. All right. Um, what about inside out coaching? That's by uh, Joe Ehrman. And he just talks about, um, he talks about basically like the core value types, like leading from some place other than kind of society's definition of success. He talks about four big questions like, why do you coach the way you do? Or first of all, why do you coach? Why do you coach the way you do? How does it feel to be coached by you? Which is a great question. That's and great then question. how do you, how do and you define I tell every one of my youth coaches, you better not be that kid's last coach. And they go, what do you yeah. mean? I go, well, because you, how you make that sixth grader feel is whether they're going to play in seventh grade. Now, whether they're good enough to ever play for me is a different story. You should not, by choice, you should not be their last coach. So right. it's like, you know, you're not, you're not Calipari. You're not playing. You're not coaching Kentucky. Relax. Sixth grade <laughs> yeah. basketball. It will be okay. No one remembers their record. Well, some people do remember their records. In sixth grade. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. All right. So tell me about, tell me about your blog and your, I went on your, I'm going to steal some of your stuff from uh, your, your basketball, your, your centerville basketball.com website. I love that you put those drills up there. That was great. I got to do that for my youth. I love that. Um, that's what that's how I started. I did it for our youth program, and then it's kind of it kind of grew from there. I need to actually update it and add some more. I haven't added anything for a few years, but yeah. I know it's like we get a little busy, don't we? <laughs> we do. Yeah. But tell me about your blog, that, that leadership development blog. That's that that's intriguing. I've not. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't looked at that yet. But tell me about that one. Yeah, it was kind of so. Ryan Hawk uh, does a podcast around here. He does the Learning Leadership Shows. Kind yep. of, it's it's a more you know more well known leadership podcast. Uh, but I'm pretty good friends with Ryan, and he's kind of he prodded me to kind of do something. Uh, and so it's been more than anything when I first started doing it was really just like a chance for me to write. I think I used to view writing as just hating it, but what it's become now, it's become a way for me to clarify my thoughts and really, because when you write it down, you have to think of exactly what you want to say. Right. And so it's been as good of a exercise for me. I mean, I don't know if anybody reads them. I don't really follow, you know, all right. that stuff, but um, it allows me to just like, whatever's on my mind, I, whatever I think coaching wise or leader leading wise, sometimes somebody will say something to me. I'll be like, oh, I want to write about that. And so it's just random top on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I mean, we're all doing the same thing. Leadership, coaching, teaching. It's all the, that's all the it's same. It's all the same. Stuff. And it's there, it, it, part of it's therapeutic. It's like, why did I start the podcast? Because I want to talk to other coaches like you. Because I'm telling you right now, I took two or three golden nuggets from this that I'm going to use. With, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we all do it in different ways. Um, again, a math person, me writing. My master's thesis <laughs> was the last thing I wrote. Swear to God. Like it is, but it, but it was like, once that 123 pages was done, I'm done. I told my wife, I'm never writing again, ever again. It's horrible. But anyway, um, all right. So let me do my, um, let me do my rapid fire. 
because I love doing this. Um, because I want to, you know, it's, I don't want to keep you too long here. Uh, all right. What um, what is your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with? We play with the Rawlings in Ohio. I like Wilson the best. Okay. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Tough. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be? I mean, I'll just go to the Ohio State Championship game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go to the Masters at some point. I'm not even that big a golfer, but I think it would be fun. Final Four. The fi- You've been to Final Four before? I have not. No, I thought about saying that. I have not. Yeah, been Final Fours before. are good. You take your son. Take your son. Yeah. I, I was going to take my son. I took him to Minneapolis when Virginia won it. It was great. Um I was not going to take a 20-year-old to New Orleans this year. No way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's fun. It is a, it's, a, it's one of those things you just got to see. It's like, and everyone loves basketball yeah. that's there. You don't go to the Final Four unless, unless you love basketball. Um, what's your favorite pregame or postgame meal? Pregame, I don't usually eat very much. Um, postgame, we typically go to the Submarine House, which is a little restaurant here close to us. My wife and uh, usually one of our assistant coaches will go there. We'll kind of start watching film a little bit. And, kind of decompress and I usually get what I usually get I usually get chicken tacos and some teasers which are like little cheesy bite things that you dip in cheese or or ranch Ooh, that sounds really good yeah so we have a chick-fil-a across the street from our school so it closes at 10 so sometimes I have to tell the officials to stop blowing the whistle I got to get the Chick-fil-A, man. So it's the only time I treat myself. Stop blowing the whistle. Um, what does your game day look like as a teacher? Like, what is your, what is your, like, from the beginning of the morning until, like, you already said post game, but what does your game day look like? Um, I mean, I get up at 4.30 every day. I, uh, no, I go and I work. You get up at 4, what time do you go to, like, I'm keeping you past your bedtime. I'm sorry. Although this is about this is about when I go to bed. I'll, I'll go to bed after we're done. But yeah, like I get up at four thirty. I go work out. I usually meditate and uh, and stuff in the morning. Our guys come in for breakfast club, so I just kind of rebound for somebody or watch film. If it's a game day, I might just sit on the baseline and watch film. Um, and then a normal day of teaching. Um, and then I. Uh, after school, I might try to sneak a nap in after school, which is unusual. I don't take naps very often, but I usually after on game days, I'll try to get a 20 minute nap in. That's a, go back Coach, K, Coach K is convinced that's the best thing you can do. And he yeah. says, why? Because when you wake up in the morning, you're the most alert. That's why mm-hmm. he tries to take a nap every game day. So yeah. I've used that with my wife. Nothing else. It helps <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Uh, what uh what do you what's one thing you do to relax i mean i like to read i would say i I like to be outside just to what i mean if i was really stressed i would probably just like go for a walk in the woods or just be outside okay do you have any superstitions yeah probably a lot of them that i don't even know are superstitions anymore like i don't i don't wash my coaching clothes if we haven't lost so like as long as we win, I don't wash any of my coaching clothes. I mean, I got the same routine, same prayer I say during the national anthem and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I tell people superstitions are rituals. They're not like I, I don't think if I miss one, we're going to lose. It's more like I'm getting it's like, yeah, a lot of, you know, I, mean, I think I might change it because I usually wear I don't wear a tie anymore, but I wear a jacket, dress up. And that's more kind of me getting ready for game. It's like my uniform kind of thing. Um, right. 
So I've thought about maybe changing that up a little bit, but uh, um, one coaching technique that you think is important. Um, man, I wrote something down for that and I don't remember what I wrote down now. Cause that, that was an interesting question to me, a coaching technique. Um, oh, you wrote tying. I'll, I'll help you. You wrote tying core values in, in behavior and practice games and laughing. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the first thing I wrote down was like, I, I really believe in coaching in short bursts. I, I hate lectures and practice. Like I cannot stand it. You know what um, I refer to it as? It, well, first of all, it's like machine gun practices is what I refer to it. So it's not probably just PC anymore, but it's like we live in a TikTok world where their attention spans like 15 seconds. So, yeah, that's what you, I mean, when I started coaching 30 years ago, I could have sat there for 20 minutes and they had all been listening. Like I was like, now it's like 30. I got, I got them for like 30 seconds. Here you go. And then boom, boom, boom. Yeah, right. I agree. Right. Uh, I think it's, I, yeah, it's a generational thing, I think. Um, all right. Describe your perfect player in five words or less. This always causes problems with people, too. <laughs> you can use less than five. You can use one word, but five or less. The perfect player. Mm, man, that's a tough one. So I would just go with, I think. You could use your four things. That would be, you know. Yeah, that, that's probably where I would go. And then I would add. I would probably add, I don't know, I would probably just say tough, passionate, unified, and thankful. I think that's going to, like, if they're passionate, they're going to work. I, I would, I, you know, having talked to you for an hour, resilience would probably be one that I would add. They, the, the great ones, something usually, they're usually as an obstacle that they overcome. They're resilient. They're, there's something there. Um, yeah. I think, I think something that I value is like, like I always, I view myself as kind of an underdog and I like guys that have a chip on their shoulder, have something to prove. Like I, I like those guys. I, yes, I, I'm telling you, it's something, you know what it is sometimes too. It's like, I've noticed it with my smaller guards, yeah. like my five, nine, they, there's just, I've, I've, I've got one on my team now. I've got a couple on my team now. I've had some in the past. I had one on my 2005 state championship team. There's just like, it's like a chip. It's like, I know I'm five, nine, but I can hoop. Like I know it, yeah. I know I'm five, nine, <laughs> but I can still hoop. So, you know, it's like, right. um, uh, best basketball player you have seen in person. Oh, uh, I mean, my son played for, Le played with Bronny James. And so I've seen LeBron. I mean, he's pretty good. <laughs> he is pretty good. All right. I want to ask you the best player of all time. Then I want to ask you that. Um, uh, if you could only teach one skill, what would that skill be? Communication. Okay. Shot clock, yes or no? Yes. Uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? I, I mean, I just – I wish people would pass the ball more. Ooh, <laughs> like, I, I like don't that. Know no stuff. one has said that. I want to make the court – I want to make the court wide. I also would probably – I'd probably also move up the rim about a half an inch or six inches at some point. That's going to have to, I mean, I think the bodies are getting, at least at my level, the bodies are getting so big in a high school court. It's like, we just need a little bit more space. It's not 30 years ago, even, or 50 years ago. I just think, and if you go to an NBA game, holy crud, the court's definitely not wide enough. Like yeah, the bodies are yeah. just getting so big. Um, I don't know. Um, charge circle, yes or no? Charge circle, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best game you've seen in person? 
I don't know. I would probably go with like our regional final game when we won the state a couple years ago. Uh, it was a great game against Moeller. Oh, we played Moeller. I think we beat Moeller. I think we beat Moeller before. We beat Moeller in a tournament. I think at some point. Yeah, that sounds familiar. They got a really good program. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. All right. Favorite quote. You listed three. Can you pick one of the three? I don't know. Those those are all things that are in our program. Um, all right, I'm going to read all three of them. The, the toughest team wins. Do not seek comfort. Drink the water, but remember who dug the well. Love yeah. that. Love so, that. yeah. The, so the, the drink the water, but remember who dug the well is kind of our thankful thing. Like just remembering the opportunity. You're, you're where you are because of someone else. And so recognizing right. and, you know, paying the respect that that's due. All right, quarters or halves? Uh, I think I would prefer halves, but I I, I don't really care. You That's play quarters? I, we play quarters. Yeah, we're, we have halves. Do you? Do you like two eight, it? Two 18-minute halves. The only thing I miss is the teaching between quarters. Yeah. So I've been fighting to try to get an extra timeout. Lose it. Don't – I said, say, they all know what it is. If you don't use it, you lose it. Like – I don't need it. I won't use it, but I just, that's the only thing I miss. Definitely makes you yeah. play more kids. Yeah. You got to, it's like almost like a college game. Your best player has to get a rest in the first half. They can't play yeah. 36 minutes hard. And the right, kids right. look at me like, watch a college game. The best players don't play 40 minutes, guys. You cannot play hard for 40 minutes. I have to give you a rest. Like, so. It, it, there's a little bit more chess, but it definitely helps the flow a lot. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. And it's an extra four minutes. So it's like, it's good. Cause I get to play more. I get to play more kids. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Um, I would say passionate. Okay. Best basketball coach of all time. The always the hardest question I ask because there's like fifty that jump in your head probably. I mean, I think I think Wooden is the best is the best basketball coach of all time. I would like to say, you know, like I was a big Knight fan when he was in when he was coaching of not of his tactics but of the quality of play that his teams played with. I had such admiration. He was a good teacher. I'm not sure I would have wanted to like, I'm not sure how, how he knew the game. Let's say that he knew and how to teach and break the game into small pieces, which is part of, of, of teaching um, jump ball. Yes or no. Uh, sure. Okay. Here's I'm going to get on my soapbox. That I haven't for a couple months. I think the jump ball is stupid. And that we shouldn't start the game with a jump ball because the officials can't throw the ball up. <laughs> they don't fair. practice it. They don't practice it. It's it's literally one of the things I want changed. Give it to the visit. The visiting team should get the ball to start the game, and then we do alternating possession. Done. Like that's fine. Again, the the accountant has like there's three. We we have three officials. There's three officials. One of them throws up the ball once a game. They are horrible yeah. at throwing the ball up. <laughs> yeah, they don't I've, I've, never thought, I've never thought about it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there are times we got such a small guy. We just don't even jump. We just <laughs> go. Ahead. I had a guy get called for a foul a couple of years ago on a jump ball. I go, I've never seen that. Like, what are you talking? He fouled them. 
So I just think it needs to go away. All right. The last question I always ask uh, every one of my interviews is what would you tell your younger self? What would be your parting words to your younger self 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Uh, uh, yeah, it would be figure out who you are and what you believe and coach through that. Awesome. I think that's a, I think that's a great, great way to end coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.